Hey everyone, welcome to the Unprofessional Perfectionist. My name is Allie. I am so excited to be here. And any listeners out there, I am so appreciative of you. And I really am grateful for the time that you've taken out of your day to listen to what I have to say and hopefully in the future what other people have to say about perfectionism. Now, perfectionism, I will define it first just so I can clear up the nuances. Perfectionism is an idea that is based upon more of a mental state where the goal is constantly is to be perfect and it does not affect every single part of everyone's life it affects very few parts and for some people it affects literally every facet of their life and what i want to elucidate on this podcast is the different types of perfectionism and and how it can affect people both mentally and physically my main goal is to give a voice to the people who do struggle with perfectionism and sort of normalize the whole idea of what perfectionism is and normalize the existence of perfectionism. Therefore, those that struggle with it can speak up and advocate for better systems put in place, whether it's work or school, um, in order to assist those who struggle with perfectionism because perfectionism can manifest itself in many different forms and in many different parts of life and it's important that we talk about it because it's often masked a blind disorderly behavior meaning that a lot of people do not see it a lot of people have no idea what the physical um, manifestations and the mental struggles that are correlated with perfectionism. They do not know to identify those things as something that a perfectionist deals with. And this is often because a lot of perfectionists have fucking massive amounts of success. Like, so much that people honestly just think that life comes easy to them and they don't really have to work hard to be smart or be athletic or be a talented musician like they think that they don't have to work hard in order to achieve so much but the reality is is perfectionists often work tirelessly in order to perform at a certain level and it pushes them so far that it does truly affect them mentally and physically. Now, just a disclaimer, perfectionists often have immense amounts of accomplishments. I'm not trying in any way to denounce that or take that away from a a perfectionist. It's honestly a great feeling when the outcome is what you want it to be. But that in an in and of itself is the entire goal of a perfectionist. Perfectionists perceive this specific outcome and if the outcome does not match their prediction, that's when it often um, spirals. Or it can manifest in a way that it's just worrying 
and being anxious about what the outcome might be and what the outcome could be. Meaning the outcome could be bad and they dwell on it. But another thing that I will say is that a lot of people who do struggle with perfectionism get so caught up in this disorderly behavior and I'm not saying it's their fault by any means it is nobody's fault it's honestly um it goes along with anxiety depression things like that it is a chemical imbalances and a weird calibration in the brain that's just not conducive to normal life but some people I will say get so caught up in this disorderly behavior that it is completely debilitating and a lot of times this can happen during a certain point and and during another point you know they could be working extremely hard and be accomplishing everything like sometimes it's a roller coaster sometimes it's just immense success and worrying about not succeeding even though you are constantly succeeding or it's just a completely debilitating experience where you're so worried about failing that you can't even get yourself to do anything and that's just a really hard part of perfectionism and the mental illnesses that go along with it such as OCD anxiety depression like I said um it often goes along with it like me personally I have been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder I'm not ashamed of it. Like, it happens to people. It is a chemical imbalance in the brain. It is a messed up calibration. Like, I get it. I've come to accept it. But there's there is a plethora of mental disorders that go along with perfectionism. Um, like I said, OCD, eating disorders, where it's everything feels like it needs to be under control in order to produce a certain outcome. And with that, a lot of people are only seen from the lens of a diagnosable disorder. They don't really, I'm not even going to lie, like doctors that I've worked with and um, therapists that I've worked with kind of overlook perfectionism sometimes as a root of some of these disorders. And... I want to get my voice out there so I can, you know, kind of break that habit of, you know, overlooking a disorderly behavior and only focusing on the actual diagnosable disorders. Like I personally, this is only my opinion, but I personally feel as though perfectionism should be a diagnosable disorder because it affects so many people in so many different ways and it is super difficult to navigate. And let me tell you why, um, based on the experiences that I've had. So when I was younger, I was recognized as a drama queen. That's how I had to identify myself. Because even the smallest mess ups, even the smallest little mistakes, I would freak out over. Because I was worried about how it would affect my future and how it would affect the way that people saw me so even from a very young age when I was dressed up in my princess outfits if I dropped something or if I spilled my milk or if I fell over in my chair I would start bawling my eyes out because I thought it was a bad look I thought 
people would perceive me as bad. I thought people would perceive me as something to be ashamed of. And while that's a completely irrational thought, that's the first way that I can recall that perfectionism manifested itself into my life. And as I grew up, I started going to school and anytime I would get in trouble or anytime I would get a bad grade, I would absolutely freak out. Like I would have like panic attacks and I didn't know they were panic attacks at that time. I would start shaking. I would start crying. I would be hyperventilating, couldn't breathe. I was freaked out completely just because I thought I had failed at something. And a lot of people just saw it as me being overly dramatic and being extra emotional for absolutely no reason. When in reality, I had a very valid reason. I was a perfectionist. And at that point, and honestly, throughout most of my life, I was a maladaptive perfectionist. Meaning that, and if that outcome was not produced the way I wanted it to be, I would absolutely break down. I felt so ashamed of myself. I felt like such a failure. I felt like people would see me as this horrible person who cannot do anything. It became apparent to me after a while that there was a problem, that there was a serious problem. And honestly, I didn't actually recognize that there was a problem until I was about probably like 14 or 15 years old. And this had been happening to me my entire life. A little bit more about my own story. Um, I really wanted to make friends. I really wanted people to like me. I wanted everyone to like me. And when I found out that that some people didn't really like me, boy, did that hurt. That would really affect me because I just thought it was a flaw in my own character and not just a personal preference on the other person's end. That's where perfectionism comes in and internalizes certain aspects of life and certain experiences and twists them in order to revert it onto oneself and and you forget about the whole idea of the social principle that not everyone has to like each other and sometimes people don't get along just because they're really not alike and that is okay but with perfectionism it's often internalized because you feel like people not liking you is a failure and another way that um, perfectionism was presented in my own life is wanting to win so ever since I was super young I was like I was that kid that was in, like, a shit ton of athletic shit. Like, I was in volleyball, field hockey, lacrosse, swimming, basketball, soccer. I was literally in, like, all of the fucking above. Like, every little thing. I was that kind of kid. And the the problem with doing those sports for me is that I wanted to win. I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to be the star player at all times. So... I would go to these camps over the summer when I was like eight years old and I wouldn't get an award and I would start crying so hard because I was like, I'm a failure. Like I wasn't good enough. They didn't like me like shit. Like what the fuck is happening? Like 
am I really that bad? And I ended up quitting those types, of, those kinds of sports because I didn't think I was good at them. And therefore, I had no interest in them. And that's because perfectionism sort of transformed itself into a judge in a, in a way. It judged whether a sport was right for me based on the level of achievement that I could accomplish in that sport. So like field hockey, for example, I remember I went to a field hockey camp. I got most improved player instead of like most outstanding player. I was like most improved. Like they thought I sucked. Are you kidding me? Like I could not appreciate the award for what it was and how I had grown. I hated that award because I internalized it. I personalized it in a way to where I was like, oh my God, they thought I sucked. They thought I sucked really bad. Mind you, I had never played field hockey before. Like, what do you expect from me to be perfect? Like me going D1 field hockey at like North Carolina or some shit? Like, no, like that's not, but that's not even realistic, but that's the expectation that I had of myself. That was where the bar was set. And you might be like, okay, well, why, why did you set the bar so high when you were so young? Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, you shouldn't have done that. Well, I was always taught to give 110%. And because of the way that my brain is calibrated, I took that very literally. I took giving 110% as giving, like, 300%. And... I thought with that much effort, I could do anything. I thought I was invincible. And the days that I realized when I was younger that I wasn't actually invincible were some of the hardest days of my life. Because of the maladaptive aspect of the perfectionism, I struggled when I learned that, no, I cannot be perfect at everything. And it's really difficult to be absolutely flawless when you're eight or nine years old. And... That affected me so harshly throughout my life. And, like, I, I, I've I, been a swimmer since I was eight years old. I did club swimming year-round since I was eight years old. I stopped. However, when I was about 15, I stopped doing club swimming. It was mostly because of COVID, and I had a surgery right before COVID hit, so I kind of had to stop. But it wasn't my intention at that point to stop forever until I realized something about myself. So during the span of um, eight years old to 15 years old, I was always in the pool for about two to three hours a day. I was always in the pool. I was always swimming. And I absolutely hated it. (laughs) I know you can think like, okay, so you did it for seven years straight and you absolutely fucking hated it. Like, how did you not just like absolutely just end it there? Like, how, trigger warning. How did you not just jump off a fucking roof? Like, it was because I was so good at it. But I was always worried about the outcome. I was so anxious all the time about what the outcome would be. That I hated doing what I did. Because it was just this constant anxiety and I would have to go to meets every weekend and I would freak out if I didn't perform the way I wanted to. I have one story. I think I was 11 years old. So 
I was at some meet and I really, really wanted to go under 110 in the 100 bag. So I worked super, super hard. I trained super hard. And I used to wear a nose plug. <laughs> I, <laughs> I literally used to wear a fucking nose plug. And just be like, hey, what's up? And so whenever I swam backstroke, I swam with the nose plug. So I did my race. I went a 111. I was absolutely furious. I got out of the pool. I stormed up to my coach, threw my nose plug at her, and was like, what the fuck? Like, mind you, I was 11. I was like, what the fuck was that? That was fucking terrible. I can't believe myself. And I was just bawling my eyes out because I thought I, I thought I'd failed. I thought I was a complete failure after that. And I mean, I realized after a while that I actually wasn't a complete failure. I was kind of being dramatic, but it wasn't intentionally being dramatic. I was being dramatic because my emotional cortexes in my brain started firing because I thought I had failed. Like the word failure, the whole concept of failure made me so anxious and so afraid that that even the slightest little mistakes were just a complete and utter dis- like it was complete and utter destruction in my mind. And it even happened with grades. Now I've always been a 4.0 student. I have a super high GPA and I work really really hard for it, but I am also very much afraid of losing it. So any assignment that I do and I <laughs> any assignment that I do I'll stay up all night on it. And I will work absolutely tirelessly like until I'm like literally falling asleep on my computer in order to finish it because I want it to be perfect. I want to be praised for it. I want to be seen as somebody who has accomplished something amazing. And a lot of perfectionists are like that. They want to be recognized as this incredible student. And they want their parents and their teachers and their principals to be proud of them and to praise them and make them the standard. Make them the above average standard. Like, make them the expectation, I guess. I I should say make them the model for perfection like the feeling that I got when my writing was posted on Google Classroom as an example of good work I was absolutely thrilled I would be absolutely thrilled anytime that happened and even when I was like a super young kid like kindergarten or even up to middle school like If something like that happened to me, I would be over the moon, even though it really did not matter. But you can't go to a perfectionist and say, oh, hey, bitch, it does not fucking matter. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, you can't fucking do that because that's not going to do literally anything. That's probably just going to piss them off because they know deep inside that it matters to them. Like, it matters a lot to them, way more than any ordinary person who does not struggle with perfectionism will ever know so honestly that's really all I wanted to share about perfectionism today and about my story so thank you all for listening to this episode I hope you liked it and I hope you join next time
on the unprofessional perfectionist. Adios.